Welcome everyone back to How to Father. Thank you so very much for all the wonderful uh, feedback we got off the second episode there. We had just under 200 downloads, which is pretty awesome. And I just want to thank you guys all for all your support, feedback, and everything like that. Um, Special shout out to my buddy Shay, Shay808. He's the one who is going to have the tracks, the mixed tracks here for uh, the podcast, the beginning and end little music tracks there. Also, there's a local boutique, men's boutique shop here in Albuquerque called uh, Above Snakes. They've been supporting us pretty well, so thank you so very much. For that, so again, we're just gonna get jump in. We're gonna jump into it. We have our first of many illustrious guests. We have Ted. Make sure I'm saying it right. Farnarth. Farnith. Farnith. Yeah, Farnith. Ted Farnith here, and uh, welcome, welcome to How to Father. We Thanks. met. Jeez, uh, how long has it been now? It's only been. I want to say a year and a half. A year and a half now. Yeah, at yeah. the uh, at the school. So yeah. But, Tell us about yourself. Well, we've had a lot of quality time at the at the park. Yes, you know? yes, we have. As dads watching our kids play, we just sit and talk. So it's like, I think that year and a half may extrapolate to about a six year relationship. At this I, point. I, 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 I feel that. <laughs> I feel that. I mean, with the uh, not just the dad stuff, with the sports and everything like that, yeah. we have a pretty good uh, uh, good little relationship about a lot of different topics, which is pretty cool. Yep. So yep. yeah, so Ted, you're from Jersey originally. Yeah, I'm from Jersey. I'm the um, I'm the youngest of five, but they're all half. Okay. So three half sisters and a half brother. Um, but mainly it was just me and my sister. Grew up in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, just like 20 minutes from Philly. Um, my mom worked in Philly. And then my parents divorced when I was like two. So my mom lived in Philly. And I, my sister and I would take the high speed line over. And so split my time between Jersey and Philly. Um, just like, a, I don't know if I said this, like a 20 minute car ride. Um, and I grew up in like a great neighborhood in Jersey. I loved it. Kids everywhere. We played all the time. Yeah. We um, after Jersey, I, I, I went to school in Colorado and then I headed out further West to San Francisco cause a bunch of friends from Colorado were moving to San Francisco. So we were all like, okay, cool. And like five or six of us went out there and then I ended up living there for 18 years, meeting Emily, my wife, yes, having our first kid, Sammy there. Okay. Um, that's not easy. Having a kid in the city, no, it's uh, <laughs> it's so much easier in suburbia. I mean, I know technically we're in a city, but you know, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I would have our German Shepherd, and I'd have Sammy strapped to the front of me, you know, and trying to pick up the poop and <laughs> <laughs> doing all that, parking three blocks away, walking everything up, going up the forty-four stairs. It was a lot. And then when Emily got um, pregnant with. Simon, she's like, it's time for us to bail. It's yeah. time for us to get out of this apartment. I didn't want to let that apartment go, man. I had rent control. Oh man, twenty one hundred bucks. Wow. It went for six grand right after we left. It was a top floor, views everywhere. But we just, it had to be easier than the way we were doing it. It was exactly. tough. Um. So yeah. So then we decided to come to New Mexico. Emily's from here, and um. I guess the rest is kind of history. Then eventually I met you guys at uh, Montessori the Rio Grande. Great school we go to. Amazing school. And I think that's about it. I mean, I was a private investigator in San Francisco for 18 years. It was a lot of fun. Um, But then when I... I was following someone and it got a little tricky when we were doing about 120 
and Sammy was one. Oh, geez. And I was like, you know what? I got to... I got to pivot, man. I can't do this anymore. Yeah. And I love the thrill of the chase. And I loved, and it's someone that you and I both know who I was following and I'll tell you later, but, um, <laughs> I had to pivot. So now I work for the public education department okay. in Santa Fe, yeah. something much safer. So tell, tell us about, uh, you said you, a good thing, 20 minutes difference between splitting with your dad and your mom. Yeah. So your friend's group was probably still the same cause you guys are still pretty close. Yeah. Um, Tell us about that. We, I know you touched base on the neighborhood. Growing up in Maryland, that was the same thing. We had pretty much the boys had their little group, and then the girls had their group, and then we eventually all kind of met up at a park or something like that. But tell us about that life's, that lifestyle growing up as a kid uh, with your friends in your neighborhood, which is very rare these days. It really does feel, especially like with the street we're on here, it's a bunch of blue hairs, I'm going to say. It's a bunch yeah. of white hairs. Um, and, you know, they're great. I love them all. They're retirees. We talk about stuff, but there's no kids to play with. And, um, and back then, so my neighborhood growing up was a diamond, and it, it was awesome. It was, um, there was a lot of open space. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, they're crowding houses in. They've been doing this for 20 years, 30 years, but they crowd them in like five feet apart from each other. Exactly. But we had, in the plans for our development, was a bunch of open space and land easements between streets. So you would have these big open areas and forests and it was creeks running mm-hmm. through and we were just like playing all day long. We had forts in the trees, yep, in yep. the prickly bushes, you know, like we, we had this tunnel through the prickly bushes where you would hide a note halfway through, someone would, and then whoever got there that day would be like, here's our plan today, you know, like we would, That's awesome. we would play all sorts of games and our parents just like let us run around the neighborhood all day long and yep. get on our bikes and ride to other neighborhoods. Mm-hmm which I would be nervous about these days only because of cell phones. Yeah. Because people space out on their phones. Or the side, and I, like, I was sometimes riding on the side of roads with like a one-foot shoulder, you yeah, know? Yeah, exactly. There's no way I would, I would let my kids do that now. But um, it, was a really, it was a pretty neighborhood, a really pretty area to grow up. And, you know, growing up in Jersey, I wouldn't have changed it. I love my friends from there. I love, I'm still in touch with them. They're like brothers to me. Known them my whole life. Um, yeah, I was really into sports, big time sports. Yeah, I was a kid that could hit a ball when I was two. So my dad would, my dad later told me and my sister that he would show me off to neighbors. Like he'd throw me little wiffle balls and I'd smack <laughs> them all over the place. Um, and then uh, yeah, that's I mean that's it. The neighborhood was really like everyone was. It was easy going. It yeah, was a really that, good that's place. The, yeah, I get that because our neighborhood, we're on a cul-de-sac and we have one set of kids, but they're older. They're like middle school, high school. So they're not really too inclined to play with two little guys with Camden and Maxton. Yeah. But I remember growing up, we had pretty very similar in Riverdale Park. We had a, there was a lot of greenways. Of course, we're talking green in New Mexico. That's very rare, but you Brown had ways. creeks and rivers and lakes and stuff and forests. So we had a thing called, we had our, we had a tree fort that pretty much nailed in just whatever wood planks we could find. We just kind of nailed it up, made our little ladders up there. The girls had their own like kind of fancy little tent set up they had in like a thorn bush. Like you go through the thorns and it's, it opens up. But we had this, the, in Maryland, I know every state has their own, like here is the Chupacabra, I guess. Oh, yeah, yeah. In Maryland, we had the Billy Goat Man. Yeah. Did you guys have anything like that in yeah, Jersey? Yeah, the Jersey Devil. Jersey Devil, yeah, 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 yeah the Jersey yeah. Devil. 
Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, and and in our fort, we had a little pulley system. Okay. Just a pulley and with a bucket so that, like, last chance, if the fort gets invaded, you pull the rope and the dirt bombs go flying all over. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. It makes 100% sense. (laughs) But, um, But, yeah, I mean, that was the same way we grew up. It was just, see you later. And it was even like, oh, like they just knew we're going to be home at a certain time. We ended up at a friend's house and the mom called my mom or whatever the case was to say, oh, they're over for dinner. Is that okay? Whatever. And usually they're like, perfect. And as a parent, you think like as a kid, like, wow, we're just like over at this person's house, that person's house. But as a parent, you're like, my kids say, hey, we're staying at Billy's house for dinner. I'm like, okay, sounds good. We could watch whatever TV show we want to watch or do something like have that freedom. At first, I was like, whoa, I guess. That's weird, but as a parent now, you're like, that's kind of nice. Oh, yeah. We had two kids living across the street from us when we first moved to Albuquerque. And uh, Sammy would walk over to the fence and yell her name over and over, and then she'd pop her head out, and he'd be like, I want to go play over there. This is fantastic, you know? But, yeah, then they moved out, and no kids around, so... I think to find that you gotta you gotta go find like new construction. Mm-hmm. You gotta move into a place where the houses are five feet apart and everyone's jammed in there exactly. with kids everywhere. That's the bonus and the negative of it. Well, you, you have the condensed areas. I mean, as a real estate agent, as a realtor here, seeing those neighborhoods and they're so tight that means there's more people. And like you said, more people have more cell phones and they're driving to the neighborhood and they think, oh. I'm, I'm already on auto, uh, auto control when it comes to driving in my neighborhood. I know where to turn, where to position the car, but they're on their phone or something like that. So there's those fears as a parent of your kids riding their bicycle. We, we had a kid, we had a guy that it got to the point where myself and my neighbor, Steve, we almost, we were ready to beat this guy up. It was, they were renting a house, a couple of houses down. And again, we're on a cul-de-sac, five houses in, the cul-de-sac starts. So very short little, little jaunt there. Mm-hmm. This guy would floor it every time he turned in there. And we're like, dude, there's kids out here. We put like the kids, kids, kids at play, please slow down signs. It got to the point where we finally went there and like, dude, if you don't slow down, it's not going to end well. Like you need to like, it's, if you want to race, he had like a Ford Escape, mm-hmm. but it had a turbo. It's like a little SUV. I'm like, dude, like go to the drag strip or go out somewhere. And if you want to drive fast, but don't right. do it on a little residential street. So, yeah. but yeah, that's the, um, yeah, that's that's the issue these days because really, and a lot of people don't want kids. A lot of a lot of the next generation, they're like, well, we don't want kids. So you have all these uh, families being, which is fine. But you just don't have any like, okay, well, who are they going to play with? Yeah. And all our friends, you let I me mean, look at the Montessori, the Rio Grande, our school. There's a lot of people in the North Valley area, but most people are kind of spread all over the city just because of the charter school nature of it. That's the thing. Like when I was a kid, we all went to the school in the neighborhood, and yeah. then we all went to the middle school just outside there still walked there and then we all went to the same high school like we I my friends I've known since I was in kindergarten second grade third grade and then others I met in seventh grade when we hit middle school and I kind of wanted that for my kids I wanted them to all grow up with the same kids but you know going to a charter school people are I know people we all know we both know people that come from 45 minutes out. oh yeah and they that's I mean there's several of them up in the mountains and so where are they going to go when we hit fifth grade or sixth grade and our school's done? We're all going to go different places. Exactly. And it's going to be hard to keep the kids together. Well, we were, we were just texting about that the other night. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Right now, both our kiddos, well, this past year, were in the same class, the younger ones and the older ones. And uh, Max is leaving kindergarten, headed to first grade. And then Cam is leaving the first to third grade, headed to fourth grade. 
And so we're like, well, we hope Max gets in the same class with, with Sammy yeah. so we can at least keep that. But we have no control over that. But, of course, we do have control outside of the school schooling. But that's still kind of – you don't want to force – I don't think there's never going to be an issue with their friendship. But you don't want to like, oh, you have to play with them. Like, well, right. I got these new friends because I'm in a new class or whatever the case is. But then I'm freaking out because Cam is in fourth and then fifth and then that's it. And then it's like – then life gets real life fast. Life gets real very fast. In middle school, I mean, I was at the Isotopes game, and it was a middle school day, and I was like, good God, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I don't need this right now. <laughs> I don't need this anytime soon. It was rough. I was like, You my. know, I go visit schools. That's part of my job, and I love visiting with the uh, elementary levels, and I love visiting with the high school levels. But Middle school. Man. Middle school teachers should get a pay bump over oh, I, else. You know, I, I've, yeah, yeah, I've long said that they should make more. It should be a bell curve. Like, middle school is at the top. If you're a middle school teacher, you make more than the rest. Well, I'm not sure if you heard this or might know because you're part of, I guess, in a sense, in the realm of the education department. There's rumblings of a vacant lot close to MRGC that they want to purchase for a middle school. I don't know anything about it. I heard through the grapevine, and I'm trying to remember which... It was a PTA gal. Yeah. I'm trying to remember which one it was because... I don't know if I was dreaming it, <laughs> but I remember I was at Target or somewhere and I ran into like, oh my gosh, like, well, Cam is going to this grade. So we're just talking like, yeah, there's a rumor that they're trying to buy a lot nearby for a middle school. It's like, build this, get, can we get, because China built a hospital in like two weeks during <laughs> yeah. COVID. Can we get those guys over here? Hey, Philly just that? fixed 95 in two weeks. Yeah, yeah. I was really surprised at that. So, I mean, that's... Um, Hopefully, fingers crossed. Hopefully, fingers I crossed. did hear something about that at our school, but um, yeah, it's. I don't want to get into the inner workings yes. of the pub, but they're not under my purview. I, I don't see exactly what they're fair doing. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. So, talking about that, growing up in Philly and everything, and you, you mentioned your dad showing you off, hitting the wiffle ball and all that fun stuff. Tell me about that experience as um, I know we, I talked in my last podcast growing up as a single, under a single mom. Of course, I had my uncles and stuff. But that split household, how was that? Even though you were close, did that do anything to your childhood to make it better, worse, or just kind of like this is how it was? Tell me more about that. Um, so my dad moved to Collingswood. Uh, I, first, my mom moved to Philly. She was in Roxborough in Philly, and my dad took over our house. And then after, I don't know, eight, nine years, she came back and won custody and then, because uh, she, was, she was an alcoholic, so then she, she went through it all, she was clean for a long time, and they, she came back and moved into our house, and then my dad moved to Collingswood. It was, I didn't want to go see my dad a lot. I love my dad, he was a good guy. They were both great people, they just weren't great together. Yeah. It was, uh, I, had a, I had a bad childhood um, in that respect. With the, when the two of them were together, <clears throat> they met on a blind date. Oh, wow. And uh, they hit it off, but, sorry. <clears throat> they hit it off, but uh, then they started, they, they just did not get along. They were like oil, oil and water. Um, and, and, you know, that's something I'm, I'm willing to talk about, but I don't know if you want to keep it light. But No, it's, this, this podcast is open and raw. <laughs> we all, we've all gone through stuff, so it's up, it's, it's to, up to you, 100%. Um, I think having them apart was better. Okay. You know, for me, they, they fought a lot. They screamed. My mom would put me in the closet and lock the door so that, cause she was trying to protect me. Yeah. 
Or if the closet was around, it was the bathroom, anywhere. She would lock me in there, and I would hear it going on. And one time I got out, and I got in between them. And I told my dad I was going to, you know, do things to him. And that kind of stunned him. Yeah. You know, because I was like three or four. I was really young. And I said, I'm going to rip your head off, you know, like a little kid thing to say. And he really, like, took a step back. And they just brought out the worst in each other. Yeah. Um, but uh, it, it, individually, they were great. And later on in life, they got along. And they went on to meet other people. But um, so having them apart was better for me. Okay. And, and everyone was worried about me. It was like, oh, Teddy, you know, it, he's seen so much. What's going to happen? And Emily, my wife, will point out to me, she'll be like, this is... This feeling you're having, this reaction, is a result of what you went through. Mm-hmm. And I've like seen therapists, and ha- every therapist I see, we end up talking sh- the shit, like shooting the shit and having a great time, yeah. but never getting into the problems. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we know ne- it's never like fully been addressed, and I've had, I've made like great friends out of therapists, but we've never gotten into it. So yeah, having them apart was better for me. I saw my dad just be like one weekend a month maybe okay. and he wanted more but I, I have friends and stuff Yeah, and I didn't want to he would take me to Phillies games all the time I love that um, and especially as I got older my mom started making money my dad was like I'm going to give you the Caprice you know he had like a big Caprice classic oh those are great cards yeah he's yeah. like I'm going to I'm going to I have a surprise for you for your birthday I'm going to give you the Caprice when you turn 17 and I was like oh my mom's getting me a a new car <laughs> <laughs> he was so pissed. Bad, he bad. was so pissed. We went from money to no money to money to no money. That was the, it was a weird thing with us. In that period, we had money and she bought me a car. The, so when it comes to that, and, I, and that's probably a fear for a lot of parents. I know there's a lot of guys out there that are either co-parenting now. Um, and, and, of course, we don't want to go too deep into the, judicial system on how it favors moms over dads in a lot of respects. But um, the fear of if I'm co-parenting, I only have a certain amount of time. And then when the kid gets older, they're going to want to do hang out with their friends. If it's uh, going to the park, going to do this, doing that, especially when they get to middle school, high school ages, it's like we know even as a parent, as parents, as a together parent, as a two parent household, the kids are going to be like, okay, mom, dad, See you later, because that's how we were. They want they're going to move on, but to to probably have that thought of like I only have you for such a small period yeah. of time, yeah. And then when I have that, I really kind of don't have you because you rather be with your friends, and that's fine because we all grow up and we're all doing our own things. But um, it's the natural progression of it, exactly. But it's coming, yeah. It's and coming, yeah. You and I both talk about how we try to enjoy this time. They're not going to be flipping out over Pokemon cards, exactly, like, and. I mean, I love watching that. They get so excited. They're so passionate about yeah. it. It's, it's, um, and that there's, someone said the best thing about having kids is watching them grow up, but the worst thing about having kids is watching them grow up. Yeah. And, uh, of course, we can see, send back the videos of the, our counters won't be that dirty. I was in the house, oh. like, man, this house, we need to clean it so bad. And it's like just, just the toys everywhere. I'm like, you're, the house isn't your, like, toy box. Like, right. you have, a designated toy room, like a playroom that yeah. you're never in because you're everywhere else. Yeah. But then there's going to be a moment where we're going to have a spick and span house and be like, well, shoot, I kind of miss stepping on Lego or something like that. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Also, the last two times we've had you guys over, we've cleaned all day and then you guys have come over and the kids are just like four kids, just 
it's it's uh it's a cat four, cat five <laughs> hurricane. The kids it is. Come in and, and I'm like, but we just cleaned. We just, yeah, it's it's funny. It feels like uh, you we downsize so much stuff. Okay, we're gonna donate this, give away that, and then look at them like, well, why do we have more stuff now? Like, why is there? Yeah, and their Pokemon cards are absolutely everywhere. It's it's like it's a tornado mess of a shit show. Yeah. Um, what happened to us is that a, a friend of ours dropped off. We were out and about, and she called us and said, hey, we just cleaned out our house. They had like a, a kid, uh, like a teenage boy. We just cleaned out our house, and we have all these toys. Can we drop them off? We're like, sure, that's awesome. The kids will love it. And we got home, and there were, I think it was 12 or 13 bags of toys. Like they Jesus did a Christ. clean out, like a oh, life man. clean out. And <clears throat> normally we would have taken those bags and like introduced one every couple months or yes, something yeah. but they saw them all there and, and oh geez they man. all came into our house and it's been a me- we lost control at that yeah. point yeah. it's to the point where my sister just had her first baby and I kind of wish it was a boy yeah. just because we go like oh here you go yeah. and not and yes we're being the kindness of our heart but also like it's your issue now like <laughs> it's all your stuff like, I, totally. don't, I don't want to deal with that at all it at is all. cathartic just to get it's going to feel so good to get rid of it all but it's going to be pet, like we're going to hit a time when that's not funny anymore and they just want to play video games exactly yeah uh, they want to be on their phone to play video games or something like that and it's like well you remember this remember this little guy yeah. remember this little toy it's, I'm too I'm too cool for that dad you're like well I was like, when you get older, like us, you're going to start playing with toys again. Like, you're yeah. have nostalgia stuff that we were like, oh, I remember these guys. That's the thing. I have some nostalgia things that they totally ruined because, oh, you know. yeah. I mean, I gave them my sound wave, like, my, my, that I would have on my desk because yeah. they kept looking. I'm like, fine, have it. The head's gone. The arm's gone. You know. <laughs> it's all gone. Yeah, it's, that's, that's the progression of kids and parenting. So we're on that transition there. When you found out you were having Sammy there in San Francisco, how, what was the mindset? Was that first, were you shocked? Were you excited? Were, what was that? How was your, your psyche when it came to uh, learning you're going to be a dad and then becoming a dad for the first time? I, I would say it was, uh, I was definitely nervous at first, uh, but it was so far in the distance. So I was like, oh, you know, I'll, I'll just have those, I'll deal with it when it happened. Like I wanted yeah. to have Sammy, but it's, um, I was a little scared. I was a little nervous. Um, I couldn't like fully wrap my head around it. It's like when we went on vacation a couple of weeks ago, everyone always says this to me, like, are you so excited to go to, we were going to Hawaii. Are you so excited to go to Hawaii? I'm like, no, I have like 950 things to do before I go. Yeah. Then I got to get on two flights and that's not that fun. But when I get out of the airport and breathe the air, I will be excited. Yes. You know? And yeah. so that was kind of the way it is with having a baby. I was like, I, I don't know what to feel. When it happens, I'll know what to feel. I think I, I'm just depending on myself, trusting myself that I'll know what to do. I've read, you know, I did read a book or two and like, mm-hmm. and thought about it, but I was just like, I, I trust myself in the moment. And then that's, I remember that vividly when I found out we were having Camden and I heard the heartbeats and all this stuff, yeah. see the ultrasound, and you're like, I'm super excited, but it wasn't real, it wasn't tangible. It just, like, you couldn't smell it or feel it or touch it. It's like, yeah, yeah in theory, that sounds great, and everyone's giving you all the advice, and you're holding babies. We went to, uh, what is it, a new parents' baby class, and like, had, and we, and it was bad because we were just laughing to hold, and everyone was. Everyone was like, this is how you hold her hand when she's having a baby. This yeah. is how you do this, and everything, and, and I don't want to sound cliche, but when Ruby was having in labor with Camden 
my fingers kind of got twisted like this, like kind of my, and she, and I was like, just release once so I could, and I didn't want to be like, can you like loosen your grip? Because I gave you, it's like giving a guy a, a weak handshake, like, no, we got to do no, that over yeah, again. We got started. I had that. And while she was pushing a baby out and it was the worst experience, <laughs> but I didn't want to be that guy. Like, um, I know you're pushing a watermelon out of your vagina, <laughs> but my fingers are a little twisted up here. Can you, can you calm it down? But yeah, the same thing. I was, I thought I knew what I was doing and, but it wasn't real until he was there and it was real. And I was like, well, shoot, my whole life just changed in a great way. But it yeah. was, it's, it's interesting. Cause I have some friends who are expecting, um, we know one Well, he's, they're expecting the third, Mr. Yeah. Mr. The Porter's there, John yeah. and Michaela and, um, uh, Harley and Jace having a little brother, but, um, it's that whole like excitement of, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I guess I just love this thing. Like, and then you kind of, as a man, you're like, good thing I don't lactate because I don't have to worry about that side of it. I mean, I know how to change diapers and stuff. Like I can figure all that stuff out. But when it comes to like the, like feeding, like maybe I sure I could bottle feed, but I don't have to like attach it to my breast. So that's a good thing. So those weird thoughts were going in my head. Like, okay, not to say, Oh, Ruby, you're got all the issues. You have the baby because you're doing this. But, um, I remember that vividly of being scared shitless really at the end of the day. But then, like it was kind of easy, like in a way of like, okay, I just gotta like feed, clean, and like love this baby. Well, yeah, yeah, sure. When it's when it's first around, babies aren't a lot of work when they're first around. Oh, they're, you know, great. they're barely moving. But but to go back, uh, those classes, those birthing classes. Oh, oh my god, <laughs> we had a blast in those. I mean, everyone's laughing because there's some positions. Oh, you yeah, get yeah. Everyone's yeah, this laughing. Is how we got here in the first place. I <laughs> go. <laughs> no. like, oh, we're doing this again. We go for twin. Um, and they're like, oh, when you, I, I, I forget what they call it. It's like pre, pre-birth, or I, I forget the term of it, but there's this time when the contractions start, but there's like a long time until mm-hmm. the, you're going to have the baby. So they're like, oh, during this time, like maybe go for a walk, maybe take a bath, maybe watch a movie or cook dinner. It's just, it's so great. And like, the t- that couldn't be further from the, the truth, truth for yeah. us. Yeah. When it started, it started, and it was on. And, I mean, the whole thing was over in eight hours. Yeah. Like, from the first, there was no relaxing. There was no anything. And then when we did it, yeah, I was up there with Emily the whole time. I was doing the hip thing, Uh pushing on the hips and doing all that. And, like, a taste of it is Sammy is born at 1.20 in the morning because they can never be born born during the day. No. Like, I've never heard of one that's just like, oh, yeah, I was born at noon. It was great. We had coffee and, like, (laughs) Um, cocktails in the evening, like it was a great day. Um, he was born at one twenty. by the time we got done everything and it was, it was like three forty-five, and they're like, you guys must be exhausted. Like you need to just take, take yourselves into this room and relax, go to sleep. We're, we're going to, you know, all this and that. And, um, they came back in and woke us up at five thirty. Yeah. Like we went to, we finally fell asleep before after an exhausting day. And at five 30, they came back in to take blood, to do all the checks uh-huh. and everything. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, well, I guess I'm going to get coffee. And then like, that was the beginning of not having sleep for yeah. eight years. Yeah. Exactly. And it's <laughs> not going to change. The, I, the, I remember when it f- Cannon first came and I think he was actually born like around noon. So 
He was yeah, of course. <laughs> and 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 Max was born like nine o'clock in the morning, like eight o'clock in the morning. Yeah, but you went all night. No, no, Max is a that kid. Well, so Ruby, she, her water broke probably six o'clock that morning, six thirty, six forty-five, and she's like, "My water broke." It was September first. Like, no, we're not due till the twenty-first. Like, you just peed yourself. Like, I don't know. We're like, sure. Are you? She's like, no, my water broke. So I was like, go time. So I get Camden up. I call my mom. I said, meet us at the hospital to get Camden. We roll in. And there's nothing better than no one on the freeway. And you have a person in labor. And you put your hazards on and you're just gone. Dude, I've been dreaming that. We've all been dreaming that. Oh, it was so great. Since like a teenager. Like, oh, the night I have the baby, I'm going to... Oh, doing oh. like 110. They're not going to do anything. They're just going to escort me. They're, that's what I <laughs> And I was hoping. I was hoping. I even put, I never use Waze, but I put the Waze app on. Like I was downloading the Waze app because they show you where the police cars are at. Yeah. And I kind of was like, oh, I'm going to fly by a cop and I want him chasing me. And then when it gets in the, when I get into the hospital, I'm like, you can't like, and he's like, oh, okay. And it's like me and the cops. Like, no, he'll pull up beside you and you'll just give him the signal. Like, and he'll be like, give you the thumbs up and then get, get in front, front of you, of you and yes. go even faster. They should make, you know, like the diplomat flags when they're, in, <laughs> yeah. they should make them like baby on the <laughs> way flags, just flapping right there in the front. So you can just go and just go. But, um, yeah. So Max showed, we showed up to uh, UNMH and Ruby was in the triage room. So we were just like, he's getting all the, everything checked, check on the baby and she's like, I need my room. I'm like, oh, we're getting the room set up. Same thing. Yeah. It's okay. Just relax. You're just, you're not quite there yet. She's like, I want my room. I want my room. And she's getting crazy. So then a midwife and a nurse show walks in. Like, okay, let's go to your room. Nope. There's his head. Start pushing. And we got there. I mean, it was from the water break two hours later. And she's like, I want the laughing gas. And I was like, can I have some laughing gas too? Right. And uh, they're like, well, it's in the room, but it, we can't make it to the room. She's like, it's part of my birthing plan. I just, because she just wanted to do, because she had them both natural, but she felt like the laughing gas wouldn't be too invasive, but she wanted to laugh during it, like just have that like giggles take or whatever. the edge off or exactly. something. Exactly. Yeah. And nope, Max plopped all right out like eight o'clock in the morning. And yeah. They were going like, all right, who wants a breakfast sandwich or something like that? Well, I, ours was the same way, but I, I'm going to go back to the driving fast thing because I always dreamed of that. But we had Sammy in San Francisco, oh, and there's a stop sign at every block. Mm-hmm. And so I'd be like, let's go, let's go. We're like in the car and getting ready to go. And I hit a bump. There's potholes everywhere. I hit yeah. a bump, and Emily was like, no, 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 like slow down. So I'm doing like... 22 to the stop sign. 22 to a stop sign. And we went across the city like two miles to UCSF or Kaiser. I forget where we were. And it was the slowest ride. And I was thinking to myself like, man, I've been dreaming about this my whole life. But, and then also to go back with what you were talking about with having um, Maxton so quickly, that, that's what happened with our second, Simon. Emily was like, she had her first like little contraction and he was born within like within an hour and a half yeah on our bathroom floor like we didn't have time to get there and she did both of them without any meds yep and i'm just like this is this is incredible i'm what i'm winning especially the first time oh yes because the first time a lot of things are stretching and she's you know she's in pain a ton of pain and she got to the point where she said she actually said like a couple hours in i think i need the drugs and luckily her mom was there and her mom just laughed and said, sweetheart, you're, you're past the hard part. Like the ring of fire yeah, had already. Yeah, exactly. And she's like, oh, thank God. And like, and she, she made it the rest of the way. You, you, I look at when Ruby had, um, 
Camden, and I was there. Well, for both of them, of course, but with Camden, and it was longer. It was more... There was time, because she's very quiet. She's not very vocal, and she was very quiet during the time. And even, like, the nurse was like, are you really, like, having a baby? And, like, <laughs> you're the most calm person, like, that's ready to have a baby. And she did the bouncy ball, and I'm sitting there, and then my mom was there, and then her dad was there, and he was like, am I supposed to even be in here? <laughs> just kind of that right? awkward thing. Like, am I supposed to be in here? But She's, she's like, stay like, up I'm, by my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, just, just stay up here type <laughs> of thing. And... Uh, and uh, then she was able to, when she was doing the pushes, and she probably, like with Max, he just like shot out. He was like, I'm here, hey. At Camden, there was, it was, she probably pushed for about 20 minutes or so. Yeah. Max was like three pushes and the dude was here. Yeah. And, um, and I'm sitting there with my hand, my fingers, my poor fingers getting just crumpled to death. <laughs> and she finally like, she was like, she like her, I see her, and I remember it vividly because her foot kind of kicked out. And with that, like a nerve told, like her hand opened up, my hand opened up, and I switched hands real quick, and I had a good grip, and I was like, yes, now I can, f- now I feel like I can help you. Now right. I'm like, we're in this together. I yeah. have my strength and your strength, yeah. and my fingers were like twisted and broken, dislocated on the other, <laughs> my right hand. But um, when she had them, and I remember like, like I could hear her voice, like my baby, my baby, my baby. She just kept kissing him on the forehead, kissing him on the head. And I'm sitting there crying like a baby, as always. Yeah. I mean, everything makes me cry now when yeah. it comes to kids. And then I'm like, okay, sounds good. Dad, hold him for a second. And I like, took my shirt off and I was holding him. Like, all right, thank you. And then they're like, we got to do our stuff. And he took him away. I'm like, wait, wait, hold on a second. What's going on here? Like, yeah. what? And it felt like, it was like we didn't like really have Camden until like that night. Like, it was like, okay, now he could be in the room. He was, he had a little jaundice. So they were doing some stuff. Making testing, make sure everything was okay. Yeah. Then he was born in December, so we had to stay just because the flu was a pretty big outbreak at that time, or something like that. But it felt like they had him more than we did. Yeah, they I, like they hit a secret button somewhere because yeah. there was only the doctor, a uh, couple, and like there were like three people there. I don't know who was a doctor, who was a nurse, to be honest. There were like three people there, and then all of a sudden I see people walking in, and they're gloving up. Yep. And they're all, like, getting ready. They're all just, like, talking. And I'm like, well, What's no that? one left the room. Someone hit a button, like, under somewhere. Because now there's eight people in here. And I guess, like, they knew that he had the meconium, meconium okay. or whatever that's called. And so when he came out, they rushed him to the next person, the next person, the next person. They were all doing these things to get the poo water out of yeah. his lungs, yeah, essentially, yeah. I think. Yeah. And then that's, that was the, like... Most because they're like your jaundice, and I'm like googling what, is, like he's gonna be yellow. And I'm like he's a yellow baby. Is this, this, and that, and and uh, and it was nerve wracking. But then it realized, okay, okay, calm down. And I remember what it, um, was it my friend Nathan. He said, "Who you got over the hard part?" And then I remember looking at all the nurses, and they kind of looked back like, "Oh no." <laughs> now later they're like, "Do you have kids?" And he was like, "Oh no." It's like, no. <laughs> No. no, no. My my sister just had her baby, and the third day of them being home, she said, "I was like, how's everything? How's it being home, etc." Like, we, let us know when we come by. I want, we want you to settle and get relaxed. We're just trying to find a good routine. I think we're on it, and we. I just lost it. I was like, the word routine means absolutely nothing for the rest of your life. Rest of your life, like. I you, mean, there will be sort of something when they pick a nap schedule. Yes. But yeah, if they pick a nap, right, <laughs> right, they'll go with the two, three naps at first, then the two, then the one. 
I feel like we stop napping them earlier these days than yeah. back. Because didn't you say you were taking naps in, f- in first grade? Yeah. First grade, we still had a nap time. Kindergarten, first grade, we had a little mats. Yeah. And had a nap. Yeah, we like the three year olds aren't napping. First grade, I don't know what year it is, probably 91 for myself. The, the teacher, I don't know if it was still legal, but she used to still smack us with the rulers <laughs> on our hands if we didn't. And she was an old lady, old yeah. black lady. Smack yeah. us with, I think that was, a, and that was the last time I ever got smacked. So I don't know if it like got outlawed in 91. Someone looked <laughs> it up. Uh, PG County, Maryland. Um, uh, Phyllis C. Williams was a school. But yeah, we had naps. Camden never napped. As a baby, sure, he's like, oh, I'm a baby, I'm napping. But when he got to a toddler age, it was like all gas, no breaks. That kid never napped. I mean, you had to, like, force him to, like, okay, let's go down, let's go to sleep. Even yeah. to this day, never nap. Max, yeah. great napper. Camden, not even close. That's the same thing with Sammy. He, won't, he never napped. It was really hard. I would take him, hold him, and go back and forth on my feet, like, doing this, like, exercise thing. And sometimes it would take me 40 minutes, 45 minutes, 50 minutes. I'm just... And I'm like sweating. And finally, he's falling asleep. And another thing, living in the city, we lived a half block off Market Street. We weren't in like, like half of San Francisco is a suburb, but we were in it. And right across on the other side of Market was a firehouse. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And they came out like (laughs) seven, eight times a day. First responders. Yeah. And I would get him down and, and get him on the bed. And then that thing would start going off. And be like, no. Or the mailman would come and our dog would start barking our head off. So many noises. Old creaky apartment. The, it's funny. They could sleep through. Like when they're asleep, they could sleep through most things. For the first, definitely the first like two hours. Yes. Yeah, they're out. And then some, any like small little movement. We used to like shuffle down the. Like, okay, who's going who's gonna to get, get something to drink? Who's going to go to the fridge? <laughs> Don't walk past the room. And, but yeah. then as a parent, you're, you're, you want to be like, I want to look and check on them. I want to do this. Like, no, they're fine. Yeah. They're okay. They're this, they're that. But, um, yeah. but yeah, I, Camden, he refused to nap. And to this day, this kid, if he could stay up to 10 o'clock, 12 o'clock at night, he would. Yeah. And then he will sleep into 10, 20. He's like already a teenager. The other day I came home. I had, I had an appointment at 8 o'clock. Come home. It was like. 10, almost 10, 9.45. And this kid's still sleeping. I'm like, dude, you're, you're nine. You're not even a teenager yet. You can't eat. Oh you don't have God. that. Like, what are you doing? Like, you better be 10 feet tall by the end of the summer. The, <laughs> as mount, the amount of sleep you're getting, you better shoot up like crazy. But um, dude, He's got, like, the switch under the covers. Oh, pretty he's much. playing all night. Oh, pretty much. And that's what he's doing. And, of course, we, we did that. We had the Game Boy, but we had to have a flashlight because you didn't yeah. have the backlight, the backlit, the original Game Boy, yeah. and then the color, and then you still have to have the little flashlight <laughs> and all that fun stuff. But, but yeah, that I, it's it's funny to look at them, look at the parallels of when Canada didn't want to nap at two, three, four, and how Max enjoyed sleep, and Max he would put himself to sleep. Max is tired. He just goes to his bed. And he's out. He's like, right, good night. See you later. Canon, you have to. Scratch his back, yeah. read him three books, put a sleep story on, sing a song. But then, of course, we all know what happens right before bed. So, Dad, today, guess what happened? And um, wow, then this happened and that happened. Like, we, so we drove 30 minutes to get home. We did this. You had all this ample time to talk to me. <laughs> but, but, Dad, I'm going to forget. And it's the hardest thing. I, I was just tell me tomorrow, but I'm going to forget tomorrow. And like, he probably will. Dang it. Okay. So, okay. Very, let's bring this story very wrap quick. Wrap the day wrap up it real up. quick because yeah, I'm, I'm curious because yes. I asked you earlier and you had nothing to say. So wrap it up real wrap quick. Wrap it up. Here we go. But, <laughs> um, but, well, there's my water bottle there. But, um, but the thing is, it's funny because 
Camden is still exactly like this honorary sleeping kid. And I talked to a lot of parents that the first child, as parents, were like, we got to do this, we got to do that, we got to do all these things. Yeah. Our, our diaper bag is like a, like it's like we're going to Iraq to fight the yeah. insurgents <laughs> yeah. with, with this diaper bag. Right. And then the second kid's like, oh, uh, uh, we got one diaper, half a wipe, uh. and some water bottles. Like, you got some water in there? Okay, let's get some rags and like clean them off. And it's Dude. it's like ragtag, just like, ah, get out in the world. You're fine. And the first kid, because as parents, we're like, we don't know what we're doing. We're trying to like, oh, yeah. oh let's, uh, we need warmers and this. And yeah. every, this is the san. we have to have the right sanitizer, the right this. Um, okay, before you touch them, let's, uh, and we still did that with Max, but well, how, when's the last time you were sick? Can we, let's check your temperature <laughs> there. Make sure you're okay. Dude, I'm so glad the diaper days are over. When oh, I, you just reminded me. I'm so glad. I'm still wiping butts. Oh, yeah. Um, because they're not doing it right. I mean, I, I like to give them a chance, but I'm like, okay, let me make sure. And it's funny how, like, I'll catch myself, you know, I'll be, we'll be eating dinner. For some reason, they love to poop oh, yeah. at dinner. And we'll be eating dinner, like, Dada, I got a poop. They're, they're out of the room, gone. And then I'm still eating out here, like, I'm done. And it doesn't even phase me to get up from my meal, and go wipe their butt, come back, <laughs> back and finish, and finish my dinner. Yeah. <laughs> well, they, Ruby got, uh, as a gag gift um, a couple years ago, a bidet, which I love it. I swear by those things. <laughs> take it a shower after you use the bathroom. Yeah. And so now it got to the point where, like, Dad, I need help. Go sit on the bidet. <laughs> Spray that bad boy down. <laughs> Clean yourself off. So uh, they're on Amazon for like, I don't know, 100 bucks if yeah. that. A bidet might be a savior. Like if they're, nice. if it's And it sp- cleans it all up and just pat dry and you're good to go. <laughs> so you might be able to enjoy your meal. Even though second nature with the kids, you're like, ah, oh, whatever. There's a booger. I'm going to clean this off and just wipe it on my pants or whatever the case yeah. is. Because those are your kids. And yeah. You, and you got to do it that way. But um, so when it comes to having baby number one, Sammy, to Simon, that transition from one kid to two, how was that? Was it a big jump, big leap? Or was it like, oh, I kind of got a handle of this. I kind of I know what I'm doing for the most part. How yeah. was that transition for you? Yeah, I think so. Because um, a lot of the tough stuff that I went through with Sammy, you know, Sammy was born with a giant head. He still wears the same hat as me. He's got, he's hundred percentile. Um, so, you know, they were like, we need to give him an x-ray. This is my little baby boy. They're like, we got to put him in this machine and x-ray is, sorry, hit the mic, x-ray his head. And I was like, no, we don't need to do that. He's, he doesn't have encephalitis or whatever you're trying. He's fine. And they're like, no, we have to do it. So I put my little precious little baby boy. He was so tiny into this giant machine. And he's just looking up, you know, with his little Guga Gaga, like, yeah. and, and it's just metal and everything above him. And he started to cry. I'm like, do this quick, you know, like get this over with. And then I grabbed him and ran out of there. It's just like when they got their first shots, oh, when he got his first shots and he's all sleeping and then they jab him in his soft little pillowy thighs. Yeah. And I'm like, get off him. I'm out of here. So by the time Simon came around, we were used to all that stuff. We yeah. knew it was coming. Um, it was a little easier in that respect. But also, like, you know, I, I, I've realized that I don't do some of, like, the magical little things I like to do with Sammy. Like, I've lost a little focus of that. Sammy was a big into trains, uh-huh. and every day I would, after he would go to bed at night, I would find something random in the house and put it in his train shed okay. and close the door. And in the morning, he'd wake up all chipper and, like, go to his playroom, and I'd be there with him. 
and he'd be playing and at some point he'd open that door and there'd be like a grape in there, you know, or something random. And it made his like minute. He would laugh and laugh and laugh. And like, I feel like I've lost touch a little bit with that individuality Mm -hmm. that I used to have with Sammy doing those little things with Simon uh, just because there's more going on and I, I'm not concentrating on one. It's like I get up and one's hungry and the other's hungry and there isn't a time yes. to set up those little things. Anymore. Exactly. I, I feel the same way with with Camden. It was, I mean, I remember one time I was actually at a listening appointment and I get a call from uh, Camden's godfather, my best friend, Nathan. And he said, first thing, Troy, don't panic. Like, you don't say that. <laughs> you don't say that. So everything's okay. Camden's fine. I'm like, hold on a second. Now I'm like elevated. uh, He had a a fever-induced seizure because his fever spiked real hard. And Ruby and he, Nathan was dropping something off for for Ruby and the boy, for Camden. And she went to the bathroom. And, of course, when the baby's sleeping, like, I'm not going to put him down. Camden was like, you put me down. Like, what are you doing? Like, you need to be. And so she, when she lifted up, he had a seizure. And, of course, the mom she didn't know what she's freaking out she's panicking she's like and nathan showed up right in time to be like the the voice and the calm of reason and of course i'm and this was another another moment of speed racer i was like pull me over i don't care i was flying up candelaire going like a hundred like i didn't care i was like flying there and i remember driving behind the ambulance and seeing his little little head yeah just in the gurney just, just looking he was alert looking around my heart broke, and then I realized, oh, I got to beat the ambulance there because, like, I can't, like, roll in with the ambulance. Yeah. And it was difficult. It was hard. But then when Max was, like, he never really had any, like, incident like that. But when he was hurt, I'm like, ah, your brother went to the hospital. <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> like, not, like, put some dirt on it, but it was a, we were already, like you said, past the, the toughness, the tough parts of yeah. being a parent. and. And it's, it's, again, the same thing. Camden and I, we had, like, routines with singing and routines with, like, little instruments and dancing. And then it was, like, trying to, like, implement what I did with Camden, with Max. And Max was like, ah, uh, what? I don't <laughs> What is this? And then Camden was like, I'm too cool for it now. Like, I'm too cool. Like, what do you right. mean? Like, we're not going to sing that song anymore. And then I started slowly kind of doing things with Max. But then I realized, well, then I'm kind of isolating Camden if I'm doing this and that. And, and sure, like... Ruby could do that, but then I had something with something I was trying to like implement all three, and they're like, I don't like that song, or I don't like that, or I'm into this, and he's into that. So I get what you're saying on the it's a tough dance, it's a tough dance, yeah, it is. And I that was one of the things I learned because I would usually like, I would if I was somewhere and I saw like a little train or something, I'd pick it up for Sammy, and I did that once early on. I thought Simon was too young to realize what I was doing, you know. And I picked up something for Sammy and I brought it to him, and Simon started pouting and looking at me. I was like, oh no. Like, yeah. like I'm, I'm screwed for life now. I got to get them both something every time, which has stopped me from getting them things. Cause I'm like, no, nah, I don't feel like getting two things. It's exactly. two, two different stores. I don't like the same things. And that's, and that's a <laughs> nice ish thing about Camden and Max. They kind of like the same things, yeah. but then for a while, Max was like dinosaurs only. Like, yeah. I don't care about anything else. But and it had to be Jurassic World Park or Jurassic Park. It had to be all the. It, it couldn't be some like, oh, here's a Stegosaurus. I didn't see that in the movie. Like, what are you talking about? I didn't see this or I didn't see that. Whatever. Yeah. And so it was always like little things like that that yeah. truly made like a big difference between do I buy them something? Because and then the, and they're smart too. Can they get a Pokemon set for $10, but a dinosaur was $13. Yeah. So God forbid the toy that one kid likes is a little bit more than the toy the other kid likes. Yeah. And they know that too. Like, 
Well, then well, I have $3, <laughs> right? Does that mean like, no, you like this and that's cheaper or that's more expensive. Like it, there's no like you have this or that. And and so it's tough where it's like I remember I went to Best Buy once and I think I got them. Um, Camden had like a little pop or Max got like a little pop dinosaur or something. And it was like eight bucks. And then Camden got a Pokemon card, which was five bucks. Uh-huh. And so I was like, oh, here, here's dinosaurs. Here's Pokemon cards. And uh, and then Camden looked at the receipt. <laughs> he saw the receipt in the bag. And at that moment, I, went, I was like, just email me a receipt. <laughs> You're not getting in my emails because no. he saw that and was like, oh, shoot. Like, that's that's not fair. That's, right. He got something that he likes. I guess I do like this, but there's a there's some some change here. And so he got which is I'm happy that he's thinking that way, but yeah. it's like, well dad, then uh, that means I have two dollars and uh, thirteen cents. Yeah, like, he's using the noodle to yeah, figure like, it out. Jesus Christ. Come on <laughs> right now they're into Transformers and I'm like, well Emily, I want to get them these Transformers. She's like, they have enough Transformers. I'm like, you don't understand. You don't understand. The Transformer window is a short window. And they're not going to want to play with these in a year. And I'm going to wish that they had these Transformers because there's some really sweet ones that they have these like, because now there isn't just one Bumblebee. Yeah. There's 35 Bumblebees. And I finally figured it out because they all look different and they'll make a Bumblebee airplane, yep. a helicopter, a boat. I'm like, what is going? It's like, yeah. So I'm, I want to jump on things, but I don't want to overdo it. Because I know it's fleeting. Yes. Because the dinosaur thing was like a hot minute. It was yep. like a good two or three months where there's nothing but dinosaurs. So. Well, the, the and I, see, I think I've seen some at your house, the brooder trucks. Yeah. Yeah. And we used to go to, I remember bought one at Marshall's or TJ Maxx, one of the two. Yeah. And they were probably about 45% off what they were retail online or anywhere else. So I'm like. Oh shoot! And so I was collecting these things, like, and it, I don't know if it was more for me or for the kids. Yeah, yeah. But and of course they're all destroyed in the back. I mean they, they still work, but the crane. They, I got like I mean I think we have cranes, we have excavators. Yeah, we pretty much have our own little set back there. There's a jeep with a trailer. There's all kinds of stuff, and uh, and I was like, why are you buying these? So you keep buying like it's like you don't understand. Like I'm getting a great deal. I'm getting a, a great deal out of this. <laughs> And B, like, we don't have this. Like, this is cool. And like, like, well, the boys don't really play with it that much. It's like, wait until I bring one. When you bring one, all of them come out. Yeah. And I remember, the last, I think the last one I brought was a truck. So I had a stationary crane, but it was a truck and a crane. And I brought that. And I brought it out. And then an hour later, I see them out in the backyard. And they're digging. They got their own little construction yeah. site. And I'm just sitting there just like, this is it. This is why. And, and so if you're, if you're out there like, well, I shouldn't buy. My kids have too much stuff. Sure, they probably do because no matter if you try to regulate or not, they're going to have too much stuff. Yeah, like if, if I'm going to buy something for myself or them, they're going to win out. They're going to win out, exactly. Yeah. And, um, and so on that transition, having not one but two boys, which is if you don't have – I've been around girl dads. Like, what? These guys are crazy. These are nuts. <laughs> like, where's all this energy? And girls have their moments too, but yeah. they're a little more calm and docile. Yeah. And their rooms are straight and they're neat. And the boys are just like, ah, oh. let me just jump off of something. Or can, can I throw my little brother off of this type of thing? Yeah, yeah. Um, being a, a boy dad, what are some, I guess, any kind of advice you have to any boy dads or potential uh, of a boy coming or whatnot. I know the Porters, they have their second boy. They have a boy and a girl. Now they're having another boy. Any kind of advice you would give to any dads about raising boys and God. anything that 
comes from your childhood, moving on, anything you learned from that, or anything raising boys in general? So well, the, when they team up and they're on the same wavelength, it's awesome. It's amazing. Because they're just like, let's make this noise. Ew, ew. And they run around the house doing it. And they're like, let's draw. Yes. I'm going to draw you a bird. Awesome. I'm going to show you how to draw a bird. Yay. Yes. And they're like, mm-hmm. it's on 10 out of 10. They're hitting all energy levels. And then like <laughs> 10 minutes later, it's like, Simon's scratching my face. And yeah. you know, like they're all, they're bloody and whatever. Um, I try to head that off at the pass when I see it, like the first thing happening. And to get, like, for instance, Simon's four, to get his attention, all I have to do, and this is a great little bit, uh, tidbit of information, is I line something up. Because as kids, we love to line stuff up. Exactly. I'll start, like, a five-car line. Yes. And then I'll leave, like, six more off scattered. I'm like, Simon, look. And he's, and he's like, huh? <laughs> Dude, he's gone. <laughs> yeah. He is so into the line. Yes. I'm, and, he, and then okay. he does the line. And I'm like, wait, but you didn't do it end-to-end? He's like. No. And then, like, he starts thinking about that. And then I'm like, well, you know, we have more cars. And he will spend 20 minutes on this line, you know, just making a line. Now they're apart. Now, like, they're, like, I can bring things back to stasis. Because, you know, like, Emily goes out of work once a month, out of town for work. And she's gone for three or four days. And I, there's moments where I just need to, like, control it. Um, but it's also like, you know, having two boys, I don't know, it's, it's great to see and hear the qualities we teach in them, like have an effect. You know, like we'll teach stuff to them. And like last night, Sammy is going to bed and he's telling me as he's going to sleep all these scary things. I'm like, why are you talking about these before yeah. bed? He's like, because mommy said if I get them out, then they won't stay in my head. And I was like, oh, okay. Okay, that makes sense. Go ahead. Tell him to me. Yeah. And he's telling me all these twisted things, and now they're out in the air, and they're not they're stuck in his head anymore. And he went to sleep and didn't have nightmares. That's good. You know what I mean? Um, God, because you know Sammy. Like, So I, I told you this story, I think. But Sam, my little 8-year-old is very emotional. And um, sorry if I'm taking us off track. No, no, you're fine. This, you're, this is on track. Um, and he's There's very no emotional. And he'll, uh, like, when we're out of the room, he'll be like, Mommy? She's like, right here. And then, like, five minutes later, Dada, right here. And if she goes away, if Emily goes away, then he increases it because he's worried that I'm going to leave the house for some reason or even take the trash out. He's worried. So, like, he'll be like, Dada? I'm like, I'm here. Dada? I'm like, Sammy, I'm here. And if he doesn't hear me, that third one hits a level where like the cortisone shoots him up in my head. Oh, like, yeah. And like he jumps up. I'm like, Sammy, I'm right here. Calm down, calm down. But he, uh, he's very cerebral. And he, one day he was like, how do I know I'm not in a dream right now? And I'm like, uh, because you just, you're not, first of all. But uh, pinch yourself because you can't feel physical pain in a dream. Yeah. He's like, but you said that in the dream. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, Sammy, dude, I don't, I don't know what to tell you, buddy. We're not in a dream. I don't, you just took it to a level that I can't win. Next Christopher <laughs> Nolan over here. I'm like, I know. Right? Wow. Yeah, when like, he told me that, I was like, man, I never even thought of anything like that. Dude. Like, wow. That's, he's a little worrier. Yeah. I mean, and, and Camden's very, he's the same way. He's very, um, uh, very emotionally driven. Max is a brute. He's a bear. He just like runs through a wall. And yeah. Camden, he kind of surveys things more so. 
uh, than Max does. And the same thing, they're best friends. Is the great? It's the greatest. I mean, Camden does the same thing. And I think Camden and Sam, because I remember Miss Anna, uh, the, their teacher was saying, or no, Miss um, Maggie, the more the art, the art yeah. teacher. Camden's. She just texted me yesterday, by oh, the great, way. Great. And yeah. sent me a picture of a falcon that I'll show Oh, nice. Awesome, yeah. awesome. And and that's another cool thing about that school. It's like they're so invested in the kids. But we were at um, Savoy. Her husband works at Savoy. And Camden was showing Max how to draw something. I don't know if it was a dinosaur or something. So the step-by-step. Do a loop and then do a line and do this. Yeah. And she said, oh my gosh, Camden and Sammy just go around to class, teach the kids how to draw stuff. Right. And I'm like, that's super cool. Yeah. But then, I was like, but if you saw them five minutes earlier in the car, these two hated each other. They were at each other's throat, like hitting, like poking, hitting and stuff like that. And, yeah. and when they are in that zone of like, uh, we love each other, we're brothers. To, oh, we're brothers and you're annoying me and I'm going to fight you. And it's funny because Max usually gets the best out of Camden because Max is the bear and Camden's a little more emotional and Camden can handle his own but when Max hits him it's like the world ended and all this other stuff but well, um, was Max a COVID baby? he wasn't no what? no he was 2016 was when he was born Camden's 2013 Max is 2016 okay oh wow it, it doesn't feel like there's such a big difference between our little ones because no. Simon was 2019 uh, so, you know, bef- when he was aware of things, it was COVID. Yeah, yeah. And there was, like, I I quit my job. Emily worked because she can work from home. So I had them. And Sammy was into building these elaborate train sets. And Simon was like one, one and a half. He just wanted to go in there, crawl through it, and destroy the whole thing. Yeah, Godzilla. Yeah. So, yeah, so I, we got a fence. We ordered a fence, and I put it in the middle of the room. <laughs> and I was jumping from side to side playing with him. What, every day for like a year? It just seemed like it went on forever. Yeah. Um, but the first time they played together, oh my God. Emily was like, wait, wait, ta, ta, ta. Like we, we heard them talking and like actually like exchanging a toy and playing together. Oh man, we popped the champagne. <laughs> yeah. We did like the arm <laughs> curl toast. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Dancing. Together. Yeah. Yeah. Put, play the first dance song again. <laughs> fun stuff. Yeah, there, there's something special about seeing the siblings play but I think our, I mean, our kiddos have interactions um, outside of school which has been pretty awesome yeah. I mean, the other day we were looking at the owls yeah. um, and we were at Old Town and they were doing their little chugga chugga Pikachu little yeah. little dance and, then, and I'm sitting there just watching it and videotaping it I'm like this is this is so awesome like everything the craziness of the world the craziness of the day all the stress like it all just boils down to these kids are just so innocent and they're happy and I think I'm doing something right, I guess, because they they have this imagination that just just transcends. And even though it was so hot, yeah. <laughs> look at those owls. Yeah. My goodness. It was like parched. And we, we left all the water in the car. And we're like, oh, the car's just right there. And it felt like, it felt two, like miles two miles away. away. Yeah. It was 100 in the shade. Exactly. We were in the sun. It had to be a buck 10 at least. It was rough. I mean, the I kids mean, were rough. the owls. That was cool. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was great. No, Sammy loved it and afterwards didn't remember. But I, at the time when we were doing it, Sammy's like, I'm pretty miserable. I'm yeah, like, he's in no, the no, exact no, no. words. Like, Sammy. Look but I it. love that. I love how kids, um, they don't have like the societal norms going yet. Yeah. They just say what they feel. They say what they feel, yeah. And he's like, well, I'm like, but we're seeing birds. He's like, no, not about the birds. I'm just thirsty. I'm really thirsty. And yeah. when we got back to the car, he drank his entire bottle. Oh, yeah. And yeah. the boys, when we were... Of course, they were upset that we didn't go to Jungle Jam, but when we got to um, the Fro- Froyo place, yeah. Olo, 
and they sat down. It was oh, it was ice cold in there. It, it felt nice. so good. It felt so good. And we're sitting there, and I remember they were watching Looney Tunes, and we grew up watching Looney Tunes, and they were just cackling the yeah. laughter. Yeah. And I sat back, and I was like, you know what? They were so upset. Like, well, can we go to Urban Air? Can we? I was like, no. Jungle Jam was kind of calm. Like the other ones are crazy. Yeah. Like, no, we're just gonna we're just gonna get some froyo. And they were a little upset. But then they just forgot about everything, and they just had the best little time. And, and at that moment, I realized, like, you know what? We were miserable hot. And the boy's like, hey, you want to see the owls? Not really. Like, the pictures I took, I'm like, ah, whatever. Well, who cares? I'm like, I was like, I'll put it on the TV. No, we're okay. I'm like, like these are great photos. Like, what yeah, do you mean? Yeah. But uh, they were saying, like, can we watch Looney Tunes when we got home? I was like, yeah, let's watch some Looney Tunes. And, and those little moments as a dad, it's like, yeah, okay, I think I'm doing something all right. I think yeah. I'm doing things uh, okay. When they when kids have that gut laugh, it's like the best sound in the world. Ugh. And, Sa- and yeah, I remember Sammy was doing it at Looney Tunes when we were getting Froyo. And I asked him, like, what was your favorite at, at night when I was putting him to bed because I think Emily went out. <clears throat> I was like, what was your favorite thing about today? I thought it was going to be the birds, the Froyo. I thought a number of things. Pokemon um, cards? They got Pokemon po- cards But day? that was it. They were like, Sammy's like, when Camden and Max got to the toy store, like when they got there. Cause you know, all of a sudden they were like, when they hit, it's like energy, yes. Pokemon, they're excited. They're right. They're walking down the street singing songs. And well, it was funny. There was the, not this past time, the time before we were at the, uh, hobbies and games. Yeah. And they were saying something about a first edition, whatever. I don't know. And the other kid was like trying to correct them. But then Sammy Kim, like, ah, we don't care. And they just kept saying the same thing over and over again. <laughs> and I'm sitting there watching it, and this kid's getting so frustrated. He's like, no, look. And he like pulls out a phone, like, it's that's not it. That's not it. And they look, Camden and Sammy were like, Arcanine, or whatever it was, or Ar- whatever. And chanting? Yeah. And they kept chanting it over and over again. And this kid's like, that's wrong. And they're like, we don't care. It's right <laughs> to us. And I sat there, and I watched it. I was like, okay, these guys are big bodies for, the, for a long time. But then I started thinking, like, well, shoot, they're going to be in high school. And, oh man, that's yeah. That's it's different, different because like Cam is really into sports, and, and and I realize this now. You know, having Sammy who doesn't play sports at all, yeah, which is was a total curveball for Emily and I. I played every sport. Emily played basketball, soccer. We're both athletes, and we have our first boy has zero interest in sports, and that's when I realized growing up being so good at sports, it made life easier. Yeah. Like, you, you didn't have to, like, sit on a wall and be the last picked, you know? Exactly. Like, I always felt bad for those people, you know, uh-huh. for the kids who were last. But, um, God, when we played football on Thanksgiving Day, oh, yeah. the turkey ball? Turkey ball, called? yeah. Turkey, turkey ball, like, there was, like, 30 of us, I think. Yeah. And I was like, oh, no, no one knows here if I have any skills or not. I might be, I might be the last one on the wall. <laughs> like, it was a bad feeling. And uh, I'm worried for my little Sammy because he just doesn't want to play sports at all. And I'm worried that, like, his friends that do play, like, he refuses to play soccer at lunch. Yeah. And he just, like, ends up playing by himself 90% of the time. I'm like, what'd you do at lunch? He's like, I just play by myself. I'm like, oh, I just got to, you know, it's hard because you feel their emotion. You, like, you feel, yeah, exactly. you feel all of it. But, what? um Sports is like an easy way to just make friends, make friends to and succeed. And exactly. Yeah. Well, and that's something growing up, I'm playing sports and everything. And the funny thing about the Turkey Bowl was uh, we, when we did it, I was like, we picked the two young, young kids <laughs> that were 
wrestlers and high school football players to play the Turkey Bowl, and they gave up after the first series because they were yeah. too tired, couldn't breathe, or whatever the case was. Yeah. And then we were beat up. We were, oh, we were, we I were pulled sore. both quads. Oh, it was, it was, it was rough, it was but rough. it was fun. Um, but, <laughs> but it, it's cool because I see Camden. I remember Camden at a young age. There was a kid who was very, pretty autistic. That was a little bit younger than Camden. And Camden had to been three or four, and they're playing. And the kid was like really excited, running fast, and the Camden will run fast with them. Then he, he sees him kind of revert back, and the Camden slowed down. And I'm sitting there watching him as a three year old. And of course, I didn't say, "Hey, Camden, with someone like this, you should just match their energy." He just automatically was like kind of matching this kid's energy. And yeah. I'm sitting there watching this, and then I'm like excited, smiling. Then I look at his the parents of the kid, and they were from out of town, so it wasn't like, "Oh, let's do play dates." And I just see the tears in their eyes because as a parent, like you said, you feel every emotion. And most kids that are either hyper this or hyper that, uh, a lot of kids either don't gravitate to it or if they're playing sports and they're like, okay, you're not a sports player, fine, we'll just play our sports. And and you, you feel all those emotions because Max, I think he just plays it just because Camden plays. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the end of the day, he'd rather just like do his own little thing. Yeah. Um, but with, with seeing that, I, I sat there and I watched these parents and I was like, man, the same thoughts like I hope Camden and Maxon finds things or find their own little people that they could like have be on the same wavelength even if it's a different wave or whatever the case is and and it's it's scary as a parent to to have those fears of like shoot we want to make sure like they they I mean Sammy's a very smart kid very artistic very intelligent I mean he probably knows more birds than I do and I've been birding <laughs> since I was a little kid yeah. and uh, with that being said it, it really showed like I felt that with Camden because Camden was real shy at first growing up, and then he started kind of opening up. And he's and then Max, he's really shy. Camden will just talk to anyone. He just goes out and just start. He's like me, but Max is kind of like his mom, very kind of shy and kind of like reverts back to things. But with that being said, um, do you feel that with friends that are growing up now? That with the divide of sports and non-sports, that that might put a separation in some of the kids? I think so, and I, I hope it doesn't. I hope that, like, you know, you can have your, your sports friends and you can have your friends that you do other things with. Yep. You know, your artistic things or sit and play video games with eventually. Or I think there's room for more than just... I'm trying to think if I had. I mean, most of my friends were sports friends, but we had, like... We had a bunch of kids that didn't play sports yeah. and still hung around with us. Yeah. So hopefully both can exist. But, yeah, it, it makes me worry because Sammy has zero interest in sports. And, like, I don't know any other boy that we all know between our families and all in our classrooms that is just totally not into sports. Yeah. And, and I remember having a couple of friends that were very just they kind of did their own thing. They were either in the comics or whatnot. And, yeah. they, of course, when you get older, your your body gets more... A little more athletic. You might not be skilled wise, but you could you could throw a ball or yeah. you could shoot a hoop or whatever the case is. You could do things that that like okay, I could do. I have I have more ability to do some of these things. Maybe I might not be a star, but I have more ability. So I think that kind of grew into it. But I'm kind of happy that Camden is very still are very artistic and kind of with the Pokemon and with the. And video that's what games. him and Sammy do. They make yeah. uh, they make comics together. They make the little comics, yeah. yeah. And um, and and so I, I feel that. Camden has a good balance where when I see him with his sports buddies that he's like on like he's just goes 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 and then he, when he's like with Sammy and they're just like 
focus, like get out of the room. We're we're doing our comics or we're doing this. Yeah. You can see that he has that quick transition. That's really good. But um, uh, when it comes to Fama, we could talk stories all day long about fatherhood and everything like that. What are some lessons that you've learned as a dad to this point that you feel like, okay, if you're a new father or you're a continuing father or whatnot, these are some of the key points that I would say three key points. um, And I know if I'm either putting you on the spot or if you have it written down already, but three key points that says, this is how fathering has affected my life or how I can be better as a dad moving forward or anything like that. Well, you told me that you're going to ask me for any dad lessons or advice. So I, I wrote some down yes. and I can go through them pretty quickly, but, um, sugar, sugar is an, is so insane with kids. We'll be at yeah. a birthday party. Everything's <laughs> great. And then the cake comes out, they eat the cake and they're yeah. like, <laughs> they're like the zombies from World War Z. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. they'll get together and climb on each other to get over a fence. They're just like, yeah. And then they crash so hard and yes. they get so angry and it's like, oh my God, man, we, we just got to, we got to chill on the sugar. And we say that every time in the next birthday party, we can't exactly. stop it. We, exactly. But it really does mess them up. Yeah. Um, let them space out. Sometimes Sammy will be, or Simon will be in a space out and they, it, when kids space out, they look sad kind of. They're just like, yeah. you're like, hey, what's going on? You're and then I realized, like, wait, he's just spacing out. He's like, spacing that's, out, yeah. that's key to, like, because they, they take time to daydream and space out. And, like, I'm like, I'm not going to mess that up. Also, sometimes I think that um, parents overdress when they have a baby. When they have a baby, they think this thing, like, they think it's the tundra outside. And yeah. they need to, oh, like, Jesus. put yeah. six layers on. Mm-hmm. And Sammy used to get start crying and crying. And, and people be like, I don't know what's wrong with him. I'm like, well, first I'm taking off all these I'm freeing up his feet so he, because he's hot. Yeah, yeah. He's hot. Look at him. He's like, um, also like, let it be messy and fun. Like, trust me, you're going to, you're going to throw that couch and those rugs out. Yeah. It's just not going to be neat. I mean, you know, like when we were first having you guys over, we were like, ah, we kept putting it off. We kept putting off having people over and then we're like, you know what their parents do screw it. Yeah. Just come over. You're going to see, it's just a mess. Like no matter if we clean it an hour ago, it's going to start being a mess again. And yes, the dining room chairs have crap all over them because they've spilled so many times. But if, if we tried to be anal about it, I think it'd be so much less fun Yeah. and just let them get messy. We water our property every two weeks. We uh-huh. flood it yeah. and we let them walk back there and get, I mean, covered in mud. <laughs> they are yeah. like in mud from head to toe, and they are the happiest ever. And then I got to get them, or Emily, we have to get them into the house, through the house, into the bathtub without just making a total, total mud streak. Yeah. Um, and then also, if they're being jerks or if they're being little a-holes, for lack of a better term, um, they can't usually tell you why. Like, that's when instead of reacting, like, you need to think back. Like, oh, we just had this happen today. We just had it happen last night. Like, and, and, and Sammy's mad about something. He's been mad since yesterday afternoon. He's mad. He's mad. And he's teasing Simon. Teasing. I'm like, Sammy, what's going on? Yeah. He's like, nothing. Like, wants to push me away. And, like, I'm like, what, what, what changed yesterday? What changed? I'm like, oh, at camp, they switched his schedule. So the first eight classes he knew at camp, they that's done. Now he started new one. So all the friends he made in that first two weeks at camp gone. gone. Yeah. And he doesn't want to go to camp again. 
And that's where it came out, this frustrating, he didn't know what he was feeling. Yeah. You know, that we need to like, kind of like look back like, oh, he's being a brat, but why is he being a brat? Like exactly. think back like 10 minutes, what just happened? Like is Simon playing with Sammy's toy now and that's making him mad because exactly. we told him he has it and he can play with it now? Like instead of reacting, think about it a little bit. A little bit. Um, I guess that's it. Okay. Well, yeah. those, are, those are all solid points. I mean, you look at they're humans. And they can't express things as we can express. I mean, we get frustrated with our spouses sometimes, like, just say it, say what's going on. Yeah. And, uh, but then that's an adult who their cognitive uh, capacity is a whole lot larger than a little guy or a little gal. And so I've gone to the point where I've, uh, Camden, he shuts down. Max will tell you how he feels in, in his own little way. But, and I'm just like, just say it, buddy. Just like, and then it, I start getting frustrated. Then I realize if I get frustrated, that's not going to help anything at all. No, and dude, we're not perfect. Oh, I no. get frustrated. But then like, like today, like Sammy was like screaming. He was, if I got near him, he'd try to kick me. You know, he's on the couch. Finally, I put my hand on his shoulder or his knee. I'm like, calm down. Yeah. In his words, what I did was I picked him up, <laughs> threw him on the couch and scratched him, oh, yeah. he said, and, and yelled at him. I'm like, Sammy, I did not do that. Please don't tell people and that. And then Emily come running. <laughs> Please don't tell. Yeah. <laughs> well, the same thing. It's funny with Camden. I was like, come on, buddy. Let's go. You're not listening. And I will get his arm and I'll pull him. And he fling, like, like right. I just threw him across the room. Like, he's a, so- he's a born then, soccer player. Yeah, he's a flopper. A flopper <laughs> everywhere. And then, of course, all Ruby sees is the boy flying. Right, right. And I'm sitting there like... I'm like not trying to laugh like you little sack of shit like you know and I'm sitting there Ruby calm down like it's like what did you do and she's sitting there and I look at it he's just like looking at me like yeah you it's like oh man and so then it finally happened where she had him like let's go and he flung himself like see ha boom busted you're busted and he looked he was like Damn, oh. I like my my, <laughs> my cover's blown. Like, see, I told you, this is what's going on. But uh, but also one other thing, one other piece of advice before, uh, if you're thinking about wrapping up, because uh, people think it has to be 50-50 with your spouse all oh, the no. time, and that's just so no. unrealistic. Like, there's going to be days where you do 80%, mm-hmm. and, and let's be honest, she probably does more than us yeah. most oh, of yeah. the time. Yeah. But, like, we'll have that one day where we do a ton and we're like, no, 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 this is my time now. (laughs) I just did, I just did, like, 60% of this day. And, like, you know, I don't know. It's just so easy to get in arguments with with the kids and everything. And we just have to step back and, like, take a breath sometimes. Yeah. But we're not perfect. We definitely get in arguments every now and then. But I can see that if we were younger, maybe, like, we waited till we were older. Yeah. If we were younger and more immature, like, in our 20s with kids... I can see why the divorce rate's so high. Exactly. With people with kids in their 20s. Well, it's, it's I, I brought it up last episode. The two most important things, probably going to be a very repetitive thing as we go along, to tell, tell your kids is, A, I love you, and I'm sorry. Yeah. Because there was, a, there was when we were longboarding, and Max had the little GoPro and on his bike, and he, he was saying something. And I, all I was internalizing was, yeah, the GoPro's not on because the, the screen standby is to save battery life. So I was like, as long as the, the light's flashing, we're good. And I look back, it's flashing. Max says, don't touch it, leave it alone. Leave it alone. Like, just, it's fine, Max. And I just kept saying that over and over again until I played the tape back. And 
who is the biggest piece of shit in the world? <laughs> me. <laughs> because he was saying, Dad, this is such a great day. I'm having so much fun. And he just kept saying that over and over again. I'm saying, no, Max, you're fine. Like, the GoPro's on. Like, leave it on. And I'm sitting there like, oh, my God. God, isn't that the worst feeling? I sat there and I was so mad at myself, so upset. Then I say, Max, I'm sorry. And this was like two days later, three days later. I'm sorry that I was yelling at you when we were on the longboard. And he completely forgot about it. It's like, what do you mean? I was like, so I played it back and I'm sitting there listening. I'm like crying. He puts a little arm around me. He said, it's okay, daddy. Thank you for apologizing. And he just ran off and just did his thing. Like, it was like, oh, cool. Thank you. And I sat there at that moment and realized, like, you know what? Yeah, like you said, we're not perfect. We're not perfect at all. And there's times where we overstep our bounds or we overstep our authority or we're like, well, we are the authority. Well, you need to listen because I said so. And but there's nothing more important than telling your kid I'm sorry and then having them recognize that. Absolutely. Never go to bed angry. Yeah. And that was a rule that uh, Emily and I had before kids. Like if we ever, we rarely argue, but if we do argue, never go to bed angry. That is the worst. Exactly. Yeah. So the last thing, I don't know if you wrote one down or have one on top of your head. Every dad (laughs) has to give a dad joke. Um, So the floor is yours. You ready for it? How do you track Will Smith in the snow? (laughs) I don't know where to set it, but how? Follow the Fresh Prince. <laughs> a Philly joke, too. Yeah, oh, I, I like it, it back. I like it, I like Full it. Full circle. Oh. <laughs> I was like, where is this going? Where is this going? <laughs> well, I kept it clean. Um, I, of course, we both do a dad joke. Mine, I just found out, the, I just uh, saw the other day. Why did the gambler buy a cattle farm? Why? He wanted to raise the stakes. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Not bad. Well, thank you guys so very much. Thank you, Ted. Of course. Anytime. Uh, I know we had technical difficulties last week, but we got to figure it figured out. Hopefully, we'll play back and make sure. Everybody, I bet you it's fine. But yeah. uh, How to Father, again, this is just a podcast that just dads just talk about our dad experience and really trying to be a resource um, either in a small or big way to dads, future dads, or uh, dads in general. So we're going to have more episodes. Hopefully, get this weekly. I have a couple other dads lined up. Hopefully, we'll get Ted back on. I'll come um, back whenever you want to shoot the yeah, shit. I love we it. Will we will just we have I know a lot of stories uh, coming up. I even have an episode with me and the boys, nice. which I'm excited for. I'm going to ask the very tough question of how can I be a better dad to you. Mm. So I'm going to have the tissue. I'm already welling up <laughs> thinking about it, but uh, hopefully just buy me more Pokemon cards, but uh, <laughs> and fun stuff like that. So thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, how to Father Podcast. We're going to continue to do these and. Um, once again, thank you, Ted, for being a part of it. Thanks, buddy. No problem. Talk to you guys soon. See you next time. Yep. Dream. 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 Where you are now.